0: Welcome to this week's episode of Biz Talks. I'm Kim Singletary, managing editor of Biz New Orleans Magazine, and I am excited today to be talking to Michelle Craig. She is the managing attorney of Transcendent Law Group, which is a firm she started in 2014. She has over 19 years of law firm experience, which includes serving as outside general counsel for many companies, charter schools, and universities where she provides labor and employment advice, proactive management, human resources guidance, day-to-day counseling and business and litigation advice. So all the business stuff. And of course, today we're gonna to be talking about COVID and the vaccination requirements, the mask requirements, and, and just trying to kind of suss out what, um, what employers need to know. So thank you for joining me, Michelle.
1: Thank you for having me. We've got lots to talk about, a lot of going on now, and you know, a lot of what we didn't think would be going on in 2021. I think in 2020, everybody thought, let's just run this race to 2021 and we'll be fine. And here we are, wondering about the next set of uh, rules and regulations that we will need to follow. So it is good to be here. I think we're all going to get through this. It's just going to take a little work from employers and employees.
0: So you do. You talk to to companies, to charter schools, universities, nonprofits. So you're kind of all over the place as far as different kinds of employers that you t- that you work with.
1: That is correct. Small, large businesses, and then you know everybody. They're all having the same questions, all having the same concerns, and all kind of waiting for this new and different thing because it's not like we have precedent uh, to go back. You know, it kind of helps to know that everybody
0: is in the same boat, not so much, but a little bit, and we're all just trying to figure it out. So what are some of the biggest questions that are coming to you from employers right now?
1: So the biggest questions are, you know, there's, uh, can we mandate the vaccine? Should we mandate the vaccine? What do those engines look like? you know what can we ask? What can we not ask? Um, you know, employees are are concerned about mandates, particularly if they do not believe in the vaccine. So there's a lot of tough um, workplace questions that employers have asked. Like, how do we bring this up? How do we keep a a consistently friendly workplace, since we are very polarized as a nation right now. So, you know, employees are dealing with keeping their employees safe as it relates to COVID and also keeping a workplace that's moving in a forward direction instead of devolving into chaos, as we've seen, you know, unfortunately, in some ways on, on the news and in various locations about this uh, COVID situation.
0: So what what do you tell them? I mean, can they can they mandate the vaccine? Can they mandate masks at the office? So, you know, there's a
1: difference between private employers and public employers. There's a difference between, you know, state, local and and, and federal guidance as a general rule, um, private employers can do what they want uh, on, at the workplace. Uh, particularly in at will states. So, mandating masks, yes. Uh, mandating the vaccine, yes. Generally, they can do that. Um, we have several situations where, for public uh, employers and uh, local governments who are banning uh, the ability to, uh, or attempting to ban the ability to mandate masks. Um, and vaccines across the country. So some of those are working, some of those are not. Like, it really is about making sure you understand the rules of your jurisdiction and making sure you continue to follow up on them because they are uh, changing rapidly. The Supreme Court just ruled in a case um, from up north that a university uh, could allow for mandatory vaccine um, policy. Um, which is helpful because that speaks to kind of what may happen in the future on these other mandates that will go up to the Supreme Court. We will have some this. We do not have much on it now. Uh, but as a general rule, yes, mandates are perfectly fine, particularly in this situation, because this is a public health emergency. Like, even if there was a... Um, Uh, exception to the rule are something that said, well, employers cannot do this. Generally, in public health emergencies, the rules are are lax to make room for new rules that will help alleviate the emergency, right? So um, employers can mandate these things. Um, The important part of doing so to me, um, you know, there's a human aspect of it, there's a legal aspect. Uh, what I'm telling a lot of employers, and of course, this is not legal advice. This is just general. This is what I see. Um, having conversations with the employees first and foremost before you just mandate a vaccine, it's probably a good idea, right? Uh, I think take the temperature of your employees in terms of where they are on the scale of this thing. It's possible, like if you're a small business, it's possible everybody has already been vaccinated. It's possible everybody's fine wearing the mask. It's possible that a mandate is not necessary. So I think it's important to talk to your employees like where are you guys on this, this is why I'm doing this, this is to keep you safe, then we either need to go all the way back virtual or we need to be in the establishment, if we need to be here, then we have to have safety protocols and y'all want me to because I'm the employer. I think employees respect those type of conversations and they get on board faster. So you know, it's human nature to push back and repel something that says mandate, right? Right. Um, But the reality is most of us are um, respectful enough and are, are free thinkers enough to understand that an employer is not doing these things in this situation at this time in our country's history, because they just want to take away the employees' freedom. Like these things are being done for a reason. And there will be people who are the outliers where that's concerned, right? Um, are the outliers. But for the most part, you most of your, I think most of your workforce, what I've seen is that most of the workforce will get on board. Um, so you may not even have to mandate a vaccine or mandate a mass requirement. Now, again, uh, in Orleans Parish right now, um, inside organizations, inside restaurants, inside buildings, like there is a mask mass mandate. So that transcends what the employer says. You have to have the mask. But as far as the vaccines go, um, it may not be necessary. If it is necessary, then you treat it like any other policy. like. You need to have a written policy. You need to follow that policy consistently with all employees. You need to announce the policy. It's not fair to have a policy and then not tell anybody about it. And if it's going to be the vaccine mandate, well, you can't say to what states the August the 20th, you can't say um, you must have a vaccine by the 21st. That's just not fair. You need to give some runway to your employees to be able to comply. And that is perfectly reasonable in all of these situations, what an employer needs to do is be reasonable in what they're trying to implement. Make sure it's in writing. Make sure an attorney like myself reviews it. Make sure that there's no um, pitfalls in it or no uh, requirements that you really shouldn't have. And know that you will have some employees who are entitled to some of the exemptions um, under the policy. The exemptions are Few and far between, that's number one. And there are you know, employees who will come to you and say, well, I have a medical exemption and I, or I have a religious exemption. Well, there are specific things that they must have or some elements that they must meet to really, um, the, for those exemptions to be applicable. And most times that's not the case. There will be some occurrences where that is the case. And when that happens, that's a case by case basis. You'll do the analysis, hopefully with your general counsel, because you want to make sure you're doing it correctly, um, and then you will move forward to determine what accommodation makes sense, given the fact that this employee may not be able to get the vaccine. But it sounds like, you know, what I'm seeing is that the employees that do not want the vaccine, they're all saying, oh, I have a medical reason why I can't get the max vaccine. Much like um are kind of armchair doctors that we have right now armchair everything we have employees that think i have a medical reason i'm telling you that there's a medical reason and that's it but that's not necessarily the end of the discussion and employers not need to really understand what that discussion is is supposed to look like and that is where all the lawsuits will happen
0: well, that's a, yeah, because you have like privacy issues there with people's health and stuff like how do, is that just going to be a tricky place to navigate?
1: It is going to be a tricky place to navigate, but when the employee puts that medical issue at issue uh, to combat the ability to have to comply with a the mandate, then there are some questions that you can ask, but there are some questions that you cannot ask. And most employers don't know what those are and how to navigate. But uh, I mean, I mean, employer does not have to take an employee at their word uh, about the medical issue. But there are questions that there's no reason for the employer to ask specifics. There's no reason for them to want to know a diagnosis. Those are not things that you really need to be asking. But there that there is information that the employer can get that gives them enough information to make the decision that this employee, yes, can be exempted from this.
0: Okay, Mm -hmm. So, but you can can ask for people's vaccination cards. You can ask for the vaccination
1: cards. Um, That gets a little bit tricky too because that is medical information. So the question is you ask for it and then what? Are you taking a copy of it or is there a specific person asking? You don't want your entire uh, staff asking for vaccination cards whenever they feel like it. Like this is a re- this is a situation where the CEO and HR need to really be working hand in hand to keep a tight understanding on who's asking what question, who is making sure this policy is is, is being followed, um, and who is being allowed to to know this type of information because it should not be a lot of people.
0: Okay, so so if you're in a workplace environment, you as an employee, you don't have the right to know who else is vaccinated.
1: So so again, this is something that hasn't really been. There's nobody spotted out in court just yet, (laughs) Uh, but I do not think so. Like I don't think an employee has a right to know who has been vaccinated. Um, An employer needs to tell employees if they come into contact with somebody. Who has had uh that not who has had COVID but who has COVID like if there's been an exposure employers need to tell people that there there is a possible exposure you need to go get tested like from 2020 we have determined that that needs to happen because that's a public health situation and that's a health situation from that employee but that that is still fraught with issues right because you can't go and say oh you know, Mary was sitting next to you yesterday. Well, guess what? Mary has COVID. You can't do that. Like that is uh, not not what can be done. Um, but
0: you can say you've been possibly exposed, but you can't say who did that.
1: You can, yeah, you can't give people because that's health information.: right? uh, that, Yeah, you cannot say who has been exposed. You know, so it's tricky. The notice requirement is tricky as well. Right. Um, and you know, some employers, you know, especially my smaller ones, they're like, well, if I tell somebody that they had a possible exposure, they're going to know immediately. Mm-hmm. Well, the employer cannot tell <laughs> the employee anybody's name, you know, that is the rule. Uh, so uh, those are the places where employers get really, um, uh, in a, in, a, in a situation because they don't know how to make the notice correctly, they don't know what to say, um, or they choose to say nothing, which is also a problem, for obvious reasons. So, yes,
0: if there's an experience and say, say there is somebody at work that, you, you know, ends up having COVID or testing positive, and so therefore you know maybe some of the people who are around them have to go and do testing and stuff is, is the employer required to pay for that testing
1: so mm-hmm. generally there's so much testing that that is not necessarily issued because insurance usually pays for it or there's testing just in the area okay. um an exposure at work is probably a good idea if the employer can to do so Um, But I'm not sure that the employer is required to do so. The the employer probably wants to give them the time off. And, you know, the um, where workers come intercepts with this, we're not sure yet, Uh, particularly in this state. I know some other states have made rules about COVID and workers come. Um, I'm not sure how those will play out in the future, but uh, it's an exposure at work. And so Theoretically, that is something that the employer may have to deal with.
0: So what about, like you Well, like you just kind of talked about, what about time off for an exposure or sickness? Does that count against somebody's PTO or is that a separate thing?
1: So people are trying to figure that out now because, you know, for the first part of this thing, we had the FFCRA, we had concrete rules about what... Uh, happens if somebody has an exposure, or someone tests positive, or they have a loved one. um, And, you know, that ended, and what is left of that is ending. Um, I think employers have to decide if they're going to give paid time off for an exposure, what that looks like on their financial, uh, on their finances, on their books. Um, They might want to talk to their own comp carrier about what uh, Uh, an exposure at work looks like too because the carriers are starting to catch up to this right so they want to be aware as well Um, a lot of employees it's just time off it's not paid time off but I hear a lot of employers trying to figure out ways to make this not uh, be unpaid because it's hard the problem is it's hard on both the employee who's now sitting at home an unpaid time off because of an exposure uh, from wherever. Um, and they're not getting paid right But from the employer's perspective, if they said, Okay, I want to encourage employees to let us know if there's an exposure and encourage them to not come in so it's best to make it paid, which is absolutely true well. The problem is you can have a, you know, there are situations where you can get it, get over it, be exposed, find out that, you know, go through covid and then be exposed again. Like that is not, that has not been unheard of, right? Um, particularly now that we have this more contagious um, variant out here. So employers are really struggling with that right now because they recognize that, you um, an employee taking their all of their paid time off is just a lot. Right. But an employer providing paid time off every time there's an exposure can be a hit on a budget that has already been hit because of this. So, um, so it's you know it's not very easy to navigate. It's not very clear. It's going to go back to the employee's policies. It's going to go back to. Uh, what has been enacted, you know, we don't know if we're going to have something else come um, that helps employers with this situation. So it's just important to keep abreast of the next rules that come out related to this.
0: What about people who, well, so of course all the kids are back in school and um, of course, like even at my kids school, there's already been, I think, three classes that have quarantined like five days into the into the school year. Um Mm -hmm. so employees that have to be home because kids are home and is that so that then falls under usually like a pay time off situation. Um but then would you but then you don't really want them in the office if they've got a kid at home that could possibly have COVID. So I don't know. How does that how does that kind of work?
1: So I mean is the kid at home because there was an exposure and they're not sure? Is the kid at home because it's COVID? Uh for real COVID because that may be Uh, FMLA like it all depends on what the the issue is right and so I think that's why it's incumbent on the employer like to have the honest conversation with employees and to have a plan A, B, and C because if it's the type of work that can be done virtually and if we're honest with ourselves we've been doing things virtually since 2020 so no employer should have stopped the virtual plans completely. Like if they did, they need to bring back that policy. They need to bring back uh, those circumstances where virtual happens. They need to be ready for that because I think that's how you stay alive in this game because if somebody has a kid uh, that gets exposed um, and they need to work from home and in 2020, they were able to work from home. Chances are good that they can work from home. The problem comes in when everybody's shocked. This person is working from home and we're not ready. We don't know. We can't believe. Well, at this stage in the game, I don't know why anybody wouldn't be ready to take the whole thing virtual day after tomorrow, because that's literally what we did last year. Um, I think that's how employers survive. Now, I say that like there aren't other options. There are, right? Depending on the employer's policy, there's PTO time, there's sick time, if the person is the sick person, there's FMLA, there's leave possibilities. Um, But if the person can work while taking care of a child that may be sick, or maybe just quarantined, why wouldn't you allow them to keep doing that at home? It helps the employee and it helps the employer. So it just makes sense. Um, to be ready to do that on a moment's notice because from what I understand from the scientific community, I told somebody in that community uh, today actually, like I'm ready for this to be over and they were clear, like they stopped what they were doing, looked me dead in the eye and said this will never be over, we will need to learn to live with COVID, um, which is highly depressing. But then they said just like the flu it's like okay well we did learn to live with the flu we learned how to make life happen but continue to live and that's what we're going to have to do here and I think part of that process is learning to go virtual at a moment's notice for some employees and some work sites are dual hybrid situations like this is not going away
0: and this, it will be interesting when you talk about, you know, sick leave and things going forward, because I don't think I've worked anywhere where I've had two weeks of sick leave. Like, that mm-hmm. usually, you know, like if you get sick, you're, you have a cold or flu, it's, a, it's like a, a few days kind of thing. It's not a few weeks. <laughs>
1: right, right. And honestly, I, 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 you know, I have employers uh, who, I mean, they do have weeks but nobody takes weeks. They, just, they, take, they accrue a day per month or a day and a half per month. And they don't get sick, then at the end of the year, they have the, that amount left. Right. I think employers are just going to have to think about it differently. Because in this case, that person will be taken two weeks at a time.
0: Right. And, awesome. and,
1: and I think no one's prepared for that, really.
0: So flexibility, basically still the name of the game um, and then but we've got these booster shots coming up now, and that's kind of the mm-hmm. next thing. so is that I'm assuming that that becomes you're not fully vaccinated until you get your booster shot but the kind I'm of- not even sure that's how it works
1: because I think that this is a this is a thing like I, and i I could be wrong here, but I, I think we're gonna be getting boosters for a minute. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not sure they, they said, you know, eight months later, you need a booster. So I don't know if eight months from now, they're going to say you need another booster. You know, right. the flu shot is every year, you know, so um, we just don't know. We, we just don't know. And I don't even know that employers, you know, we're dealing with the mandates right now, a lot uh, for the vaccine and trying to encourage that, that before there's another variant. Right that's beyond the variants currently out there. Um, So uh, employers, I I don't think that they're looking at the booster thinking, okay, what kind of nightmare is this going to bring for us? Um, But we don't know, like the second shot for a lot of people had them down for a while. So it's possible the booster will do that as well. And if that's the case, then there will be leave time that's needed. There will be tag teaming at work where people can be um there but other people will have to be at home it will be the same situation we just we don't know um
0: well you know what so there's there is there's just so much to talk about um but i think the basic idea is you know have that flexibility and then for really specific questions you do want to have a a lawyer to talk to and workers comp you want to get them involved and can and kind of see if you can stay ahead of some of this stuff as much as possible. Like you said, things are changing constantly. So it's going to, you know, be an a, a, a ongoing conversation. Um, but is there any kind of parting words of advice that you would give to employers um, in in today's situation?
1: So um, I think that if you have not tapped into your GC or your your legal counsel, you probably need to. Because different workforces and different work sites will have very different problems. Um, Because I have the gamut of different types of clients, I see how the same problem looks very, very different between whether you're small, whether you're large, whether you're nonprofit, or whether you're charter school. So there there are similar legal considerations with huge twists on them. Um, and none of those twists have been litigated. So you really need all of the the, the brain trust of the, the CEOs and the HR and the legal counsel to make, make the best possible educated decision that you can make moving forward, um, because you need to have legitimate business reasons for all of the decisions that you make, um, you need to be able to defend them, and you need to understand particularly when um, FMLA and the ADA uh, and medical information becomes um, the subject of the inquiry. You you wanna make sure that you are correctly asking the correct questions and asking the legal questions. Um, And quite frankly, most employers are not because they don't don't know. Like you have to be doing this for a good little while to really know what you can say and what you cannot say. Um, So if someone hasn't, Tapped into those um, resources for their organization, I think they should. Uh, they definitely, definitely should.
0: Awesome. And, and you said
1: before, uh, flexibility. Like the employer that weathers this storm is the one that's flexible in all accounts, right? Flexible in that it has a, a hybrid flexible policy in terms of of. of um, whether you work on site or whether you go back home you work virtual. Um, Flexibility as it relates to uh, dealing with your employees, like what policies you want to have, being able to implement uh, and being open to implementation. What does that mean? The employer that's flexible all the way around and that really pays attention to uh, the laws and the ever-changing situation that we have going on is the one that, that weathers this storm the best, I think.
0: Well, yeah, lots of lots of uncertainty at this point, but I, am, I think this is very helpful um, to give at least some, some general guidelines to people or some general things to keep in mind. Um, again, this, this Michelle Craig I'm talking to, she's with Transcendent Law Group. Um, and Michelle, how would people reach out to you?
1: Sure, they can find me at www.tlg.law. That's www.tlg.law. Or you can reach us at 504-459-4557. We would love to hear from you soon you reach us there.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me. I know this is an incredibly busy time and you've got so many questions coming at you from different employers. So I really appreciate you, you taking a moment to talk to us.
1: Not a problem at all.
0: Great. All right. Well, thanks for joining us for another episode of Biz Talks. Thanks for listening to another episode of Biz Talks. If you like what you hear each week, don't forget to rate us and leave a comment wherever you listen to your podcasts. And follow us on social media at Biz New Orleans. For more information or to contact us, please visit bizneworleans.com slash biztalks.